Welcome to Learned Lag, a podcast about yesterday's Learned League questions and answers. I'm Amanda. And I'm George. Amanda is in Zephyr A, and I'm in Zephyr B. This is season 30 for me, and season 26 for Amanda. This is day 13 of season 98. The midpoint. Our first question asks for the shared surname of a poet, David Herbert, physicist Ernest Orlando, and soldier and writer Thomas Edward. It's the last one that gave this one to me. I think I might have gotten it with the DH one, but T.E. Mm-hmm. Lawrence, Lawrence of Arabia. Mm-hmm. So this this was Lawrence. Yeah, it was definitely the David Herbert that, that mm-hmm. triggered this one for me. Okay. Uh, D.H. Lawrence's... Uh, Let's see, Lady Chatterley's Lover, I believe, yeah, sure. was, uh, and, and a couple of other ones, of course. Uh, and I thought T.E. Lawrence also sounded very familiar. I'm less certain of E.O. Lawrence, but I don't know, we probably watched him in Oppenheimer or something, I don't know. <laughs> um, but yes, I, I thought, given the D.H. part, I was pretty certain to go with Lawrence. And that was the correct answer. Question two asks us, what country... Was Roskilde the capital of? Yeah, for 500 years, apparently. Mm. And it notes that today it holds a music festival that is claimed to be famous. Um, But perhaps not as much among Americans, I suppose. Um, So I figured that, anyway, this sounded rather Nordic to me. And I didn't really have any way of narrowing it down a lot further than that. Um, Finally, I thought, um, you know, if there's a place that had a capital for 500 years, maybe it wasn't on the mainland of Europe, because I always feel like those territories change hands a lot. And, you know, how could it possibly be that a particular country would have had the same capital for five centuries that seemed, you know, that that wasn't an island that kind of, you know, really you have sort of a limited number of places to have a capital and it's a little more stable because someone has to come invade you to go make you change it, I suppose. Hmm. Um, and that's easier to do on the mainland of the continent. So that This was my sort of background logic, trying to figure out a way to, to um, you know, claim some legitimacy for answering Iceland. Okay. Uh, I was certain this was Scandinavian. Uh, I believe Roskilde is one of the uh, city names for the Viking civilization in the civilization games that I get a lot of my world history and geography from, Um, but not a specific one, just kind of a generic Viking. Uh, So that told me Scandinavia. Uh, And I had to think, okay, Norway or Sweden, which of those is older? Mm, Probably either one, so... Let me think of let me think of other ones. Finland? No, I feel like Finland wasn't independent for five hundred years. Uh, at any given point, it's it's one of those countries that gets invaded a lot and subjugated a lot, um, and hasn't existed in its current form for five hundred years anyway. And I briefly thought of Denmark, but then thought oh, I don't I don't know that uh, there there was nothing pinning that for me. So I came around from the other side and I thought, okay, music festival. Uh, which of these countries has kind of a uh, a music, not necessarily native to it, but that kind of is evocative of it or that, you know, it's, it's famous for? And I thought, well, Norway is famous for being a, a home of death metal bands. Sure. So perhaps 
Roskilde is a, a death metal or just otherwise metal, heavy metal type festival. Um, and that would uh, then naturally be in Norway. So, okay, for lack of anything better, I'll say Norway. Uh, as it turns out, the answer was Denmark. Yeah. I would not have pictured Denmark to be that stable over time. Yeah, I, you it, know? it makes sense. They, they were... Uh, I, I think they had... Uh, a lot of Sweden and or Norway for a long time. Uh, and it was under Danish control. Well, and in fact, I think Iceland was kind of in that consortium uh, for some period of time as well. Could be, yeah. Yeah. Question three asks us, essentially, why should we have heard of the ancient civilization of Bactria? Bactrian camels. Mm-hmm. As soon as I saw the, the, the name, I thought, oh, is this going to be about the camel? Yep, it's going to be about the camel, because <laughs> that's the only reason I know about it. Yeah. So. And if anything, I know about it because you've talked about it quite often uh, when we've been to the zoo or, you know, kind of there's a large camel enclosure and you always mention to the kids, how do you remember which one is the Bactrian camel and which is the dromedary? The Bactrian has two humps, you know, like, like the, letter the letter B. B, and the dromedary has one like the letter D. Yep. So that's been... Uh, uh, engraved in my <laughs> memories, uh, along with fun times with our kids. Um, and so, yeah, that's that's been a great mnemonic for me. And so I figured this was camel. And it was. Question four asks us what word appears under Andre the Giant in a shepherd fairy poster image, etc. Yeah. Uh, this is one I'm not sure where I picked up, number one. And number two... I don't know how well I uh, ever grasped that it was Andre the Giant per se in the poster. Mm. Um, it's very, you know, stylized, stylized, mm. woodblocky looking, you yeah. know, kind of print. Um, but famously, it says obey. And certainly Andre the Giant glaring at you seems like a good way to encourage <laughs> you to obey. Yeah. Um, you know, the the Obama Hope poster has a much different feel to it, mm -hmm. despite having a similarly stylized, um, you know, t sort of printing. Um, but yeah, you know, given that this is a four-letter word, I'm sure we'll get lots of hilarious wrong answers um, that <laughs> people are submitting if they don't know this one. But I was pretty darn sure that it was Obey. Yeah, um... It is. Yeah. As, I, I wouldn't say I'm a connoisseur of graffiti, but anything <laughs> with a wrestler on it, I'm going to remember sure. better than most. Um, but yeah, this is the Obey poster. And as you say, it's very stylized and knowing it's Andre makes you realize, oh yeah, okay, that's that's what he's going for. Right. Um, but yeah, that was, it was Obey. And this is one of the rare uh, instances that I use the shift key in my response. Oh, because it was all, all, all caps. caps yeah, <laughs> everything else like you know, even you know, Norway, Lawrence, all these, all lowercase letters. Right. I don't know why I started doing that, but I just don't bother with the shift key at all. Because why uh, introduce another answers. keystroke if it might make you typo something? Yeah, could yeah. be, could be. Yeah, but but for this one, I, I very much leaned on the shift key and reproduced obey. Sure, and that was the correct answer and a fitting tribute. And as I recall, you have a T-shirt with uh, the guy from Lost mm -hmm. that says "Dude." Yeah, which yeah. is very amusingly more, in more the style. The, uh, yeah, kind of more the Obama style 
but mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hurley's more definitely a takeoff. More fitting on the Obama style. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. Moving on to question five, we are asked for the only NBA arena used by uh, a team that is not named after a corporate sponsor. I uh, kind of briefly thought, okay, let's see. In LA, there's, I believe they're in the Staples Center, which might be like the crypto arena at this point. So that's not it. Here in Detroit, we have the Pistons at the Little Caesars Arena. So that's not it. Okay, let's go to New York. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets, they play at the Brooklyn Center. Yeah, okay. That sounds right. Yeah, we'll go with that. The Brooklyn Center. So that's the that's the name of the arena that I put down. So uh, for my part, the first thing that came to mind was, well, somebody still plays at Madison Square Garden, right? Um, and I tried to think my way through, you know, a couple of others. Like I know the Pistons are at Little Caesars Arena because we just they're right mm-hmm. here. Um, but that's about where my knowledge of current you know, corporate sponsored or not <laughs> arena names yeah. ends. And I thought, you know, well, where do the Celtics play? I feel like they still play in a more old fashioned looking place, but I couldn't like pull a name for that mm-hmm. uh, out of my consciousness, even though I was sort of worried, like it's the place with the parquet floors, like mm-hmm. why, you know, that's, that sticks in my head um, about their particular arena but I kept coming back to Madison Square Garden thinking, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's still in use. Um, and I think by an NBA team. And I don't truly and properly know that Madison isn't a corporate sponsor. Although I know that's been its name for a long, long time. Um, but it's the best idea that I can put down. And even if it's wrong, at least I won't feel like I totally mm. was, you know not even close to an appropriate answer. Sure. Um, so I put down Madison Square Garden. And that was correct. How about that? You were thinking of Boston Garden. Yes, I looked Which it up is later. now TD Garden. Yes. After TD Ameritrade. Right. And I was thinking of the Barclays Center. Oh. Which is where the Brooklyn Nets play. Okay. But for some reason, it just imprinted on my, on my brain as the Brooklyn Center. Okay. So, yep. Oh, well. Yeah, that... You know, again, this is like where my fossilized NBA knowledge <laughs> actually yep. serves me for once. Um, so I guess I'll take that. Yeah. So question six asks us what occupation was held by the television characters Joyce Davenport, Patty Hughes, Claire Huxtable, Annalise Keating, and Diane Lockhart. If Claire Huxtable had been left off this list, I'm not certain I would have gotten this one. Um, but she was on it, so I knew that it was lawyer. And I could kind of backfill, like, Annalise Keating would have been from Family Ties, and does it sound about right that she was a lawyer? Yeah, I think that sounds about right. Um, Joyce Davenport, I'm forgetting what show she is from. Yeah, no idea. Similar with Patty Hughes, Diane. Mm. I, I feel like Joyce Davenport rang a bell. Patty Hughes, Diane Lockhart, you know, not so much. Um, but... Those two in the middle, I thought, definitely Claire Huxtable, probably uh, Mrs. Keating. And um, I really locked in with Lawyer pretty quickly. Um, yeah, I think... Uh, uh, wasn't it Keaton on Family Ties? Weren't they the Keatons, not the Keatings? 
Uh, maybe. Okay. And I don't yeah, remember I her so. being a lawyer at all. All right. Well, uh, for me, this one, I, uh, the, the first one to trigger for me was Claire Huxtable, mm -hmm. uh, specifically because uh, I was watching a panel show recently from Dropout, and one of the characters had one of those uh, John and George and Paul and Ringo style shirts. Oh, yeah. Like black shirt with the white names on it. And, and it was a list of first names of women. Oh. And I didn't, re and one of them was Claire, but I didn't recognize all of them. Okay. Um, and I, you know, Googled it real quick and it's black female lawyers on TV. And of course, one okay. of them was Claire Huxtable and that reminded me. Because I, I think if you had asked me before that, what did Claire Huxtable do? I don't know that I would have necessarily remembered lawyer. Okay. I knew that, the cliff was a doctor yep uh gynecologist because mm. they just he, he just put it all out there for 50 years uh anyway um <laughs> but having seen that recently i thought oh okay yeah this this is lawyer and then i got to the last one which is diane lockhart who uh was on the good wife and the good fight it came after that that you Somehow I managed to watch oh. and you never did. Yeah. And I don't know why exactly that because was one that I picked like up. Because you watch like 80 times more television than I do. That's why. Granted. Um, <laughs> but that one in particular, I'm surprised that... I, I think that was... I, I might have picked that one up uh, during that period when we just weren't watching dramas. Yeah. Uh, there, was a, there was a period there, uh, especially around the beginning of the Trump presidency, when we just could not... Bet between the fact that we had a baby and the fact that... <laughs> You know, looks at world around. Yeah, uh, we just couldn't handle a full hour of people being sad or angry or dramatic at each other. So we just yeah. kind of exclusively watched sitcoms for several years. There, we only mm -hmm. barely got mm -hmm. back into some dramas recently. Um, but that was Diane Lockhart, and I am—I don't know why I'm blanking on the actress. The great, uh, mm -hmm. she's she's one of those. Uh, Christine Bransky. That's, yeah. That's it. Christine Bransky. That's Diane Lockhart. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I watched those, and those were great. And so as soon as I saw that, I would have seen, I would have known, oh, okay, Claire Huxley was a lawyer. Sure. But uh, I already had it at that point, and, yeah, I don't remember any of these other ones either. And I okay. was thinking also Annalise Keating was a Keaton. Yeah. Uh, Meredith Baxter Burney had no idea what she or the elder one did on that program. Mm -hmm. Haven't looked, haven't bothered to look it up, but... I feel as though it was something vague like advertising or something that you know, mm. people in architect or people <laughs> people on television shows are are employed in at a much, much higher rate than <laughs> the normal because yes. all you have to do to, you know, uh, is say, oh, they're at the office doing advertising and that's enough because if the, right. sh the show isn't about their job. Mm -hmm. But yeah. So I said lawyer. And that was correct. Yeah. And I, I think you're right about Mrs. Keaton versus Keating. Yeah. Um, although, in my defense, Meredith Baxter Burney is the name of a law firm. Yes. Basically. Yes, absolutely. So, 100%. Um, uh, so that leaves me with five out of six on the day. I had four. Um, which, uh, yeah, I just, I, I couldn't uh, pick Denmark out of that lineup. So yeah. um, sometimes some, some days are like that. It happens. Usually I'm better at picking Denmark out of a lineup. <laughs> um, it was a day where I had to make sure, uh, like I read the questions first thing in the morning and had to not play Worldle before yeah. answering. Yeah, you never um, know. Because I didn't, I didn't want that to trigger the yep. 
the wrong thing there. Um, but uh, I'm not totally unhappy with this. At least I got a, a sports question. Um, so that may play in my favor, as I think it has already this season. Uh, once or twice. Which is nice. Um, so, yeah. I guess we'll see how that uh, plays for me. I'm up against someone pretty strong in the Rundle, though. Like, someone where you're deciding between, like, do I put the three on their category that they have an 853 record on or an 829 record on? Yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. You know, and meanwhile, the I'm putting a zero on things that are in the 900s. Like, mm -hmm. oh, boy. Good luck. Yep. Oh, well. Yeah. So I guess that's it for today. Tune in tomorrow for more post-game analysis. Follow Learned Lag with all the vowels on Blue Sky. And remember, don't forfeit. Don't cheat.